0: Hi, welcome back to the Constant Improver podcast. Let's dig into episode four. We're going to discuss some motivational techniques and the power of storytelling. Let's move right into the first question. Can you think of a specific motivational techniques that would motivate you in each of the four categories discussed in chapter eight? Alright, the four techniques fall under either extrinsic or intrinsic motivations. Let's break down extrinsic and intrinsic before moving on to the big four. Extrinsic is related to our motivation to complete or behave a certain way based on the benefit or retribution associated with the task. There's a positive or negative reward based on your reaction to the challenges. When I think of intrinsic, I think of how it involves how others can find ways to motivate me to reach targets or deadlines. Intrinsic is being motivated to complete a task by the way it makes you feel. No other actual reward is necessary. The act of completing the task creates a satisfaction or self fulfillment for that individual that a tangible reward cannot. An intrinsic reward makes you feel good about yourself. Now, on to the four motivational techniques. Positive extrinsic. A few examples of positive extrinsic within the workplace would be bonuses, gift cards, prizes, something tangible that motivates your team. Negative extrinsic involves punishment for someone not completing a task or behaving correctly. For this, my example is, if you cannot decrease your office supply spending, you no longer have the option of free lunches. Now onto Positive Intrinsic. As we learned in Chapter 8, great leaders can empower their team. The key word is empower. When a follower chooses to empower others, let the intrinsic rewards begin to flow. In this situation, a leader may offer an employee more flexibility in their schedule, as long as they continue to meet deadlines. Another option could be maybe you would increase the employees' responsibilities and allow them to make more important decisions. They would feel empowered and their overall productivity in the office would increase. Following the positive is the negative intrinsic, which triggers a person's anxieties and increases their doubts about themselves. An example of negative intrinsic would be you have started to experience some worry and anxiety about performing your job well because your supervisor has recently discussed the influx of top candidates in your field that are looking for jobs. I find it interesting that extrinsic rewards may have a negative impact on the intrinsic motivation. I can relate this to my daughter, I have an educational game for her to practice, to learn her letters. In the beginning, she was naturally interested in the game, because it's a game. But as I started to encourage her to play the game by offering a treat, her motivation and excitement decreased and it turned into a chore instead of play. Alright, it's time to tell you what I think would motivate me for each of the categories. My positive extrinsic choice is definitely a bonus, but I would pretty much take any monetary reward. For a negative intrinsic motivation, losing something that I already have would be tough. So losing office snacks or lunch would really motivate me to work harder to continue to receive those benefits at work. Positive intrinsic is an interesting concept, especially since COVID has given some people the possibility and flexibility to work from home. I did receive the same option and enjoyed flexibility of working at different times of the day. As long as I completed my task on time, it worked out for me. So my ultimate dream is to have a flexible schedule to plan more things. I felt empowered by being able to plan my own schedule. It was a really good feeling. All right, lastly, negative intrinsic It's the most common motivation in my life. Not that anyone else uses actually on me. Accounting is a great field to relate to the negative intrinsic motivation. In my life, I could be easily motivated if a supervisor discussed the competitiveness in my field and stressed the importance of becoming a CPA. My anxieties can easily motivate me, especially if I feel like I have become stagnant in my position. I think it's critical to want to grow and learn even if your current position doesn't require it. It builds self-confidence in your life and career. Because jobs are evolving, and if we don't, we will get left behind and easily discouraged with our own insecurities. All right, number two, this is a two-parter, so let's get started. Why do you think storytelling is a powerful means of communicating for a leader? As a leader, we need to paint a vibrant picture of our vision to others. Our goal is to motivate and influence others to join our cause. One article that I read this week discussing the importance of storytelling stresses that it allows listeners to engage. As a storyteller, you want to establish an emotional connection for the best results. This week, we learned that employees need more information about why they are doing things rather than what they actually do. Let's go over a few pointers for becoming an effective influencer. Number one, listen first. Being heard makes others feel like they are understood and establish a trusting relationship. Number two, establish that credibility. A leader establishes credibility with their knowledge, but also in their ability to make good decisions and foster relationships. Number three, Build goals on common ground. It's easier to influence others if your goals provide opportunities for everyone. So if you are problem solving something with your organization, tell your team how it will benefit them as well as you. Number four, make your position compelling to others. To really get people to see your vision, tell them a story that illustrates how their part within the organization brings it to life. Create and establish their purpose. Increased emotional attachment leads to a higher level of commitment. All right, to answer question number two, why do I think storytelling is a powerful means of communicating for a leader? From what I've learned and experienced, a story is memorable. You can envision what the person is describing. You may be able to relate and have an emotional response to the story. Another leadership article describes storytelling as a way for leaders to take performance, numbers, and goals and make a powerful illustration that inspires their team. Storytelling has been used since the beginning of civilization and continues to be just as an effective communication tool. It takes people away from a boring office presentation and allows the audience to become creatively engaged in your vision. Okay, the second part of the question is how is active listening related to storytelling? Being an effective listener guarantees they're interested, open-minded, focused and ready to further analyze the message within the story. As a leader, They're ready to ask questions to determine their team's comprehension and provide more information to their followers so they can truly grasp the ultimate goal and vision of the organization and want to become part of it. All right, we've made it to the end of another week. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Constant Improver podcast. I'll talk to you soon.